Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. You know, today we are talking all about habits and routines and how they can help you be successful. You know, this is a topic we talk about quite often on the show, and we usually talk about it in a lot of different ways. But since we were in a series talking all about intentions for the new year, I could not think of another topic that would be more important to talk about than this, because it's really one of those root subjects that carries over into everything else that we could possibly be talking about. You know, to me, habits and routines are everything. And it's funny because I started a new job and one of my coworkers was listening to the show and she said, I feel like you're one of those people that just has all of your stuff together. You've got it all figured out. And confession, I don't. That's not me. That's not who I am. To be honest, a lot of the time, there's a mess going on around my life. I juggle a lot and I get overwhelmed often. And you know what? Truth is, I make a lot of mistakes along the way. But when it comes to systems, I often rebel against them. It's not natural for me to follow routines, to follow systems, to stay in that lane. I don't like to be constrained by a, a calendar or a schedule or perimeters, boundaries of any kind. At my core, I'm a very spontaneous person and I'm a bit of a free spirit. So why do I teach this stuff? I mean, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know I talk all about systems, routines, goal setting. You would think, like my new coworker, that I am that person who's very organized and kind of has some stuff figured out. But I will say, at the course of being in that mess, of the course of being unbalanced, I teach this stuff because in an effort to create more balance for myself and to grow in my faith, God has showed me some things, and I feel called to share them all with you because as God has showed me these things, I've seen the truth in them, and I know that they work, and I want them to work for you as well. Now, I say that because I don't have it all figured out. There's still a lot of stuff that I'm learning. You know, I even think back to two years ago when I started Your Life Rocks and and thinking about the way that I started it and with the attention that I started it and with God had shown me to share at that time versus the things that he has shown me since then and the things we've talked about and the evolution of the podcast, the evolution of Life Balance membership and everything that we're about, everything that we provide really has been a journey. And it's been a journey because God is the one who's in charge of it. And he's the one who's guiding the way the entire time. So I say all of that because I want you to understand that I'm not perfect and I never will be, and neither will you. So you've got to give yourself a little bit of grace knowing that, yeah, you might feel sometimes like you're pretty organized and sometimes like you're a mess. And then that is normal for you to feel that way because we all feel that way. Just like I'm juggling a lot, you're juggling a lot. We all have a lot on our plates. We have a lot of things that are calling for our time and we have a lot of things on our mind. But that does not mean that we stay broken. That does not mean that we stay in that mess and just accept it for what it is. It doesn't mean that we just survive through this life because that's not what we're called to do. We are called to a higher standard of living. And you know what? Just because my flesh 
doesn't want routine doesn't mean that that's not what's best for me. Because let's face it, there's a lot of things that naturally I want in my flesh that will lead to my destruction. If I followed my flesh's desires on everything, then I would be in a world of trouble, right? And I'm sure you would be too. I mean, I would like to have gummy bears every day. (laughs) I could give you a bunch of examples that might sometimes I want to do these things, but they would destroy my marriage or hurt my family or ruin my career. And that's why we don't let our flesh control us. We are not operating out of what we naturally want to do because that's not good. (laughs) It's not good for us. It's not good for the growth of us. It's actually made to destroy us if we were to follow that. But that's why we live by God and his standards and not our own because his standards are life-giving where ours are so very destructive. So how are we supposed to even know what God's standards are? What does he call us to do? How is he calling us to live our lives compared to the way that we naturally want to live our lives in our flesh? Well, it's easy. We have to study his word because his word, the Bible, it gives us all of the answers on how we're supposed to be living right there between the two covers of that book. You know, earlier this month, we launched our new Bible study slash course called Setting Goals in God's Will, and it takes you through studying God's standards for the eight areas of life. And those eight areas are what we talk about a lot on this show. We talk about our faith, our marriage, parenting, career, home, finances, and friends and fun. Those are the main core, core eight areas that we talk about when we're talking about life balance. And when you understand what the Bible says and you compare it to how you're living your life, you can create goals and begin to align your life with his will, raising your standards to his standards. And you know what? It is a process. It's not something that you like study the Bible and you're like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be living. And then you just start doing it. No, it's a journey and it's a process and it does take time. But in that process, that's where you find peace. That's where you find strength and balance in your life. Now, what I'm saying is (laughs) it's not easy by any means. Anytime you try to do something new, it's going to be a bit of a rough start. It's going to take us some effort. It's not always going to be fun, but it will be worth it. I promise you because I've experienced it for myself and I've helped hundreds of other women do the same thing. And they will tell you it's not always easy. And sometimes people give up on the process, but those that stick it out will tell you it is so worth it. So once you do the Bible study or you read the Bible and you get clear on the actions that you need to take, you got to take the action because it's not just like this miracle thing that's going to just, your life is going to transform because now you know you actually have to step forward in faith, knowing that when you're taking action, God's going to meet you right there along the way. And this is where the life balance system comes into place. It's designed to help walk you through 90 days to create structure. Structure. (laughs) The very word that I don't naturally, naturally love, but it works for me. And, And that's why I've created this system of life balance because of the structure that we all need. And this brings us to our Bible verse that we're focusing on this week. And you know what? Typically when you hear this Bible verse, it might make you think that we're talking about something else. This is typically a Bible verse that we use when we're talking about parenting, but I'm going to explain to you why I chose it as soon as I'm done reading it. It's Proverbs 22, 6, and this is the King James Version. 
Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not part from it. Now I know, right? It's a parenting verse. We all know that as a standard parenting verse, but it applies to us as well because we are a child of God. He is always working to train us up in his ways. He teaches us lessons so that we mature in our faith. We will not depart from the truth. And I'm so thankful that he does that. I'm so thankful that he spends uh, that, that time and energy on us. I mean, he's the God of the whole universe. He doesn't have to do that, but he does because he loves us and cares for us just the same way we do for our kids, right? When we are always trying to teach them those lessons and the things that matter most, That same thing he's doing to us. And we all, everyone who's listening to this, myself included, come from a different childhood experience, right? We were raised differently. We learned things differently. Some things we didn't learn. Some things we might feel like we learned a little too much of or we might have learned in a wrong way or the way that we perceive it to be wrong, but it's all a different background. But just because we didn't learn discipline and the power of routine as kids, it doesn't mean that we can't learn it as adults, You know, for me, being a bit of that free spirit, sometimes I find myself living into that with my kids and kind of letting them have their own free spirit and not being as disciplined with them as I should be. And that's something that I'm working on a little bit more because one of the things I've noticed with my kids is that when there's structure, they feel safe. When there's structure, they can feel like they're operating at their best because they know what to expect. When there's not structure, that's when they act out. That's when they get in trouble. That's when they're really hard to manage, right? And I learned this early on when they were little. If I skipped a nap or we were off the feeding routine, then the whole day was just a nightmare, right? If you have younger kids, I'm sure you can relate to that. But the same thing is true as they progress in life. Giving them that stability, that routine helps them that they don't have to worry about those things. They can now focus on growing in other areas of their life. They can focus on their studies. They can focus on their sports. They can focus on their friends and everything else that life has for them because they know those basics, those routines are steady, they're consistent, and they're in place. And when we look at that for our kids, if it's good for them, isn't it going to be good for us? If our kids need that, don't we need that? Because we're built the same as them. So if their soul needs that structure, then our soul needs that structure. Whether we identify that as adults or not, we need it. Now, some of us did learn (laughs) a bit about discipline in some areas of our life, but not maybe in all areas of our life. You know, maybe you learned how to have discipline with your body or with your food or with your environment, making sure your house is always clean, your bed's always made. But did you learn to have discipline and routines and systems and habits and how you care for other people or other things like how you work? You know, those are things we don't always learn because our parents are not fully equipped to teach us that. The only person that is fully equipped to teach us all of those things is God. And that's why he needs to be the source of our knowledge. He needs to be the source of raising our standard to his. And again, it's all in the word of God. It's all in the Bible. So he's laid it out there for us. We just have to make that effort to seek it. So the question I have for you is, are your routines, your habits life-giving or are they destructive? Because, you know, not all habits are healthy and good. Sometimes we think about the word habit and we think healthy. Um, Maybe not. (laughs) And after I said that, I was like, well, I think about like smoking habit. That's not a good habit to have. 
But, you know, really habits, they're not all supporting your growth toward God. And that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about habits and routine, right? Because when you can move closer to God, that's where you're going to find balance in your life. That's when all of the chaos is going to be a little bit more peaceful. It's going to be a little bit more manageable. The anxiety will cease when we put God first. And that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about habits and routines. So let's turn all of that around. Let's talk about building these habits with intention to build the life that is aligned with God's will. Now, there are a lot of habits that affect us, from habits on how we talk to ourselves to habits how we treat other people, habits how we spend our time. Obviously, we can't dive into all of them or this will be, you know, like a six-month-long podcast show and we all have things we need to get to. So we're not going to dive into everything, but I want to get you thinking about the three pillars to balance and how your habits and routines are supporting those. So if you're not familiar with those three pillars, here at Your Life Rocks, we believe that the recipe for balance is just three things. Number one, putting God first in your life. No big surprise there, right? But fully giving every part of your life over to him and working to align it towards his will for your life, fully accepting everything that he has for us. Number two is keeping your world big and not focusing on yourself. That means relationships, having other people in your life, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, this is necessary to creating balance in your life. And number three are the systems to help you manage all of the blessings or stress, whichever way you want to look at it, that life has for you because we all have a very full life as working moms, right? We have our career, whether you're working from home, you're working in an office, you work part-time, full-time, doesn't matter. There's a lot on your plate with just that one piece. And then you throw in marriage, parenting, health, like home, everything else, right? And chart on top of that. And it's a lot to balance. And so we need to have those systems in place to manage all of those blessings that God has given to us. So let's first dive in and look at number one. How are you putting God first in your life? Are you getting into his word every day? Are you talking to him? You know, sometimes we think about faith and we think about religion, but it's really a relationship. And just like any other relationship in your life, you think about, you know, like your marriage relationship or your relationship with your mom or your kids or your friend. It takes effort, right, and intention to develop those relationships. And it's a relationship that we have with Jesus. You know, it might be through your morning routine that you are spending time with him, establishing that quiet time of prayer, of scripture, of reflection. And when I say reflection, what I really mean is listening to God, listening for him to speak into your life. Um, You know, sometimes we get so busy in the things that we have to do that we forget to sit and be quiet and wait on God. And that is a key part to relationship, right? Is it's two sides. It's not just us. Just like our marriage is not just about us. Yes, there are things that we control, things that we are responsible for. But at the end of the day, it is a two-way street. It's a relationship. And we have to make time to listen to the other person. And that includes God. You know, it might be through your Sunday habit of never missing church or your Tuesday night Bible study, but it's important that you figure out what habits that you have and just ask yourself, what habits do I have to grow in my relationship with God? Do I have habits that maybe I think I want to have, but I'm not actually doing? Because sometimes we can plan things, but planning things and doing things are so completely different. So that's the first thing is to really think about what that does for your life, what that looks like in your life and what you might be able to do differently. 
All right, number two, how are you making room for others in your life? You know, I want you to start thinking about this with those closest to you. So let's first talk about your husband, right? Are you focusing on him or just you? Have you asked him how his day was? Going back to what we were talking about before with with God and, and listening for God, are we listening to our husband's? Are we thinking about the ways that we can make our husband's life easier or his day easier? Do you know what his goals are? Do you know what his fears are? Do you know how to pray for him right now, today? If you were to pray for him, do you know what he needs today and what you should be asking God for? Do you know what you should be bringing before God for him? Then think about your kids. Same thing, right? Like what are their fears? What are their goals? What do they need right now? Then start thinking about your extended family, right? Your siblings, your parents, grandparents, if they're still on the earth. Think about that extended family and, and what's, what's going on with them. When was the last time you checked in with them? Do you know what's going on in their life? How can you support them? How can you help them? What about your church family? Is that next kind of circle, right? And sometimes our church family can be closer than our regular family, our extended family. But do you know what the needs are of the people in the church? Are there things that you might be able to give, whether it be time, finances, resources, that maybe someone else is praying for and needs? Or are you kind of an island off by yourself? Do you not even know where to check in to find that kind of stuff? Do you not know who is sitting next to you when you go in on Sunday? And what about your neighbors around your community? You know, there's so much that we have that we can give, even if it's just you know, basic prayer. Prayer is so powerful and it's so needed. So many people are of need of that. And that's why we often ask in our free Facebook group, who needs prayer? How can we pray for you this week? Because you never know what you can do to affect people just by lifting them up to the Lord. Then start thinking about your coworkers. You know, how can you help their day be better? How can you listen to them a little bit more? What do they need? How can you support them? Having a routine in your life and having habits on how you can check in on people and serve them, pray for them, bless them. And you know what? Truth is, I know, right? I'm a working mom too, and and I struggle with this one a lot because when life gets busy, this is the very first thing that I move away from. And I talk to a lot of people and it's the same thing. It's the first thing that we move away from. But don't let that be the case. When you find your flesh moving back, step forward, step into it. God called us for community. The devil wants to isolate us. When life gets busy and you want to step back, don't do it because that's what the devil wants you to do. Don't let him have victory in this area of your life. Step forward. Let the victory be what it already is. God has the victory. Live into that. Step into that. Don't let him get his way. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's so easy when life gets busy to pull away, push forward, step forward, reach out. When you don't want to, when you find yourself in that place of like, I just want to be alone. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so tired. Just send someone a text and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope all is well. That's what, you know, like just little things. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. But do you have that routine for yourself? Make yourself do it. Make yourself do it, right? Whether it be first thing in the morning, when you get home, during your lunchtime at work, but find that time that you can start to build a routine of checking in on people and seeing how they're doing. 
Now, number three obviously encompasses the first two quite well, right? So we're talking about the systems that we use to run our life. How are you structuring your day? Does your calendar reflect your goals, your priorities? You know, this is what I use as a measuring stick all the time is like my check and balances for my life. If someone were to look at my calendar for last week, not my calendar for this upcoming week, because I can put all kinds of promises of things that I want to do, but what did I actually do last week? If someone were to look at that, would they know what my priorities are? What would they say my goals are? What would they say matters to me most in my life? And if I can look at my last week and say, this does not look like the life that I want to be living, I have to do something different. Otherwise, I will keep that week after week and those weeks turn to months and those months turn to years and those years turn to a lifetime of not what I want, of not being intentional about creating that life that I want. So make sure that you are always running your time as if someone were looking over your shoulder and seeing what your priorities are. Because you know what? They are. They're called your kids. Your kids are looking at your life and seeing what your priorities are. Your husband's looking at your life and seeing what your priorities are. And non-believers, people who know that you're a Christian, are looking at your life to see what your priorities are. Be that example. Be that light. And let your, let your calendar be that, that measuring stick for what it is that you're doing for your life. Now, I'm going to run through really quick some of the the systems um, that I have a structure to, systems that have become a habit in my life, and without them, oh, Lord, help me, I will fall apart, all right? Now, obviously, I have a very systemized life. I told you already, I don't like systems, but these work well for me. Number one is my morning routine. Favorite thing in the world is my morning routine. I also have a routine for the beginning of my work week, the beginning of my work day, those habits set me up for success and help to control the chaos and the overwhelm big time. I also have some pretty strong nighttime habits. Um, My end of the work week habits are key for me. And one of the really powerful ones, probably outside of my morning routine, the second most powerful one I have is my weekend prep routine. So it used to be something I always would do like on Sunday afternoons. Now sometimes I do it on Saturday afternoons or I split it between the two, but it's become such a habit and routine that I've been able to kind of flex it a little bit to, to help me stick to it a lot easier. But without that one... (laughs) It's chaos the next week. I really, truly feel it strong. And it's not always easy to stick to structure, right? But it's kind of like if you have ever, um, like say you're going on vacation, right? And, you, and you're eating really, really healthy to get ready for this vacation because maybe you want to lose a few pounds or you want to just look and feel your best while you go on vacation. So you're really eating good, right? And then you go on vacation and you eat crap. I mean, you're just eating junk food and whatever looks good, whatever sounds good, whatever tastes good. And after a couple days, you're like, oh, like you didn't realize how good you felt eating healthy until you ate unhealthy. And then you were like, oh my gosh, I feel sluggish and tired and bloated and in a brain fog and just not great. I cannot wait to get home and start eating healthy again because I don't want to feel this way, right? But we so don't recognize how eating healthy makes us feel great until we feel bad. And the same thing happens with the structure and the routine. And that's why it's hard to keep it up. Because when you are in the structure and you're operating in those systems, you don't see how life is just going along and it's feeling really great. And then you break those systems and you feel overwhelmed and chaotic again, right? 
I hope that analogy makes sense because that's truly how I feel about systems. Every time I start to think about going off the system, I remember how chaotic I feel, how crazy I feel when I'm off of it and it makes me want to push through and stick to the routine anyway. Because God's called us to live a disciplined life, not a hot mess of a life. That's not the example of Christ that I want my life to be. I want to live to a higher standard of what God has called us to do. And so as much as I don't want to stick to the system, I know that when I'm at the system, my light shines the lightest, the brightest, more people can see Christ in me because I'm not just this crazy person running around who's grumpy all of the time and tired, right? So I want to have that life-giving life. And in order to do that, I have to make the sacrifice of following the systems that make a difference. Now, if you are in our Facebook group or you've listened to a couple shows and you've heard me talk about a new position, a new opportunity that I've recently taken in my career, and it's been kind of a crazy whirlwind of taking this this new role, and in that, we have moved to a new house. I've been traveling for work, and my routine is all messed up. I mean, we just moved into the new house this last weekend. So um, everything is still in boxes. It's a little chaotic and I'm catching a flight a little bit later on today to go into meetings and stuff. And so it's a little bit crazy, right? The schedule is not what it should be. And as a result, I'm not running at my regular pace. My brain is overwhelmed. Anxiety has set in and I'm not probably the funnest to be around. I'll be honest. This weekend, I'm not sure my kids got the best part of me. And it's because I'm worried about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get it all done. I feel guilty about not being there for my kids or doing enough for the house. I am so craving my routines, you guys. You have no idea how much. It's like that analogy where I've been eating the junk food, right? Like I just cannot wait to get back into my routines. But the truth is I have to build new routines. Every season of life, we have to reevaluate the routines that we have and see if they're still working for us. And if they're not, we have to adjust them so that we are continually growing, so that we never stay stuck. But I'm so excited to build these new ones because I know that they will allow me to perform better. I know that they will allow me to perform at a higher standard that I have for myself because when I'm functioning at that level, I am so much more confident. I run so much better. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. And I'm better at doing this kind of stuff, right? Really talking about God and shining that light because right now I'm tired and I don't want to feel tired anymore. I want to feel like my best. And that's why routines and habits are so truly important because our life should be an offering. When we talk about that first priority of putting God first, it's really giving him our entire life, our entire self. But if you're not running at your best, What's the standard of your offering? What are you giving God? Are you giving him just like whatever's left over? Or are you giving him your best? I want to challenge you to give him your best. And so if you're ready to dive into the things that we talked about, I have three things for you to think about, three action steps for you to do. Now, of course, not counting into one of the three, but answer some of the questions that I asked you on this podcast. Go back and listen to it again with your journal out and really think about some of the the questions that I asked and honestly answer them in your journal. Because I truly believe that that process of dissembling your life and, and putting it out on paper and really thinking through it, praying through it, allows for so much growth for God to come into that situation and make a change for you. That's not one of the three, but I just encourage you to do so. Now, obviously, number one is to subscribe to the show. If you have not done so already, there are so many past episodes that will help equip you 
and they're free. It's a free resource. You know, I don't get paid to do this. I just put it out there for you because I truly believe that that's what God would have me do, that he wants me to share some of the things that he has shown me. And so subscribe and go back and listen to some of those past episodes. Don't miss any of the future episodes. You know, when you hit subscribe, you'll get an alert on your phone when the new episode is out. So that way you can keep getting the inspiration, keep getting the tools, hearing from our guests that will move you forward. As soon as you unplug from from resources, then it gets harder to, to keep yourself in that mode. So if this is something that you really wanna do and create more balance in your life, plug in. Number two, another way you can plug in is to join our free Facebook community. There's a ton of women in there just like you, just like me, working Christian moms, trying to figure this all out, but are choosing to be more positive, right, in their life. They're choosing to move forward and not just sit there and be stuck and be like, oh, I'm a working mom, I'm so tired, and blah, 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 blah. They're choosing to see the blessing that God has for them and to move towards everything that he would have them have in their life, right? And number three, I would highly encourage you to check out Life Balance Membership. If you're ready to really get take some action and get started, then it, that's the best thing for you to do. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com and start a free seven-day trial. That seven days is designed for you to, to look around and see what the courses look like that are in there, see what the resources look like that are in there, and decide if it's something that you really want to do or not. And when you do start, the very first thing you'll do is get started into the Bible study. Now, the Bible study is called Setting Goals in God's Will, and you can choose to do it in four weeks or eight weeks, kind of choose your own pace on how you want to go through that Bible study, but it's really designed to get you into the Word. So you can hear from God. You can hear what He would say for your life about the different eight areas of life. It invites you to examine where you currently are and where you feel like God wants you to go. Now, once you're done with that Bible study and you've and you've dived into the Bible and you've heard from God on all eight areas of life, then we have an exercise to have you take that information and set some 90-day goals on how you can move closer to his will. You can raise your standards closer to his. Now, again, it's not about perfection. You'll never be there. You'll never be exactly where God would want you to be. That's what heaven's for. That's not going to happen on this side of heaven, right? So give yourself a little bit of grace, but we still want to be moving forward. So it'll guide you through the process of setting those goals. And once you're done with that, then you'll begin the life balance system. And the life balance system is, again, that 90-day program that really helps you be intentional about moving into all of the things that we talked about, all of those goals that you're setting, really helping you break down your weekly routine, your daily routine, so that you can focus on those things without the overwhelm right? It's designed in that way. And there's a lot of other tools in there, a planner, uh, resource pages to really help you align yourself with God's will over the course of that 90-day period. Now, we have a lot of different membership options. So again, go to lifebalancemembership.com so you can check all of those out and start your free seven-day trial. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with me. It means so much. I know you have a lot to do and there's a lot of different podcasts out there. So I just want to thank you so much for taking time and listening to the show. If you found value in it, it would mean so much if you would leave a review or share it out on social media. You can tag Your Life Rocks or use hashtag Your Life Rocks. I love it when I see that out on social media. It really warms my heart. And um, send me your prayer request. If there's ways that I can pray for you, send me a prayer request at Jenny at YourLifeRocks.com. I would be more than happy to do that for you. 
Now we have so much more coming for you in the coming weeks that are really going to help you live a more intentional 2018. So uh, again, if you haven't done so already, hit subscribe. And I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.